Welcome to American Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And hello, everyone. Happy Commonwealth Day. Whoop, whoop. What a day. What a day. I don't, I don't still don't really know what it is, but we're celebrating. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry. You will, you will learn by the end of this episode what Commonwealth Day is, because I put a special section in there, because as, you know, as Americans, we don't know what it is. <laughs> we got ourselves because, out of that obligation yeah many many years ago indeed which is unfortunate because some of these some countries get the day off so that's a bummer for us i know (laughs) i want more bank holidays i know (sighs) why i just don't understand why we don't take more days off like do people really hate themselves that much that they don't want to be like give more days off to make people happy themselves happy the grinding wheels (sighs) of capitalism Indeed. Must keep moving on at all costs. <laughs> right? I suppose. I, I probably shouldn't run anything because I'd just be like, oh, I guess we're taking the whole week off, guys. I know. I mean, it's so crazy <laughs> when I will say the it's always funny, like around uh, the Christmas holidays in America, like when you work with um, like, you know, any industry, like I've worked in two different kind of fields and both times I've ended up working with Canadians like incidentally mm-hmm. and both times like uh, my American company has been like, Hey, can you get us that thing? And they're like, we're closed for the month of December. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, we just take the whole month off pretty much or like three weeks. And I'm like, I want to move to Canada. Right. But it's also kind of it's frustrating. Like- Cause I'm like, dang, I need that. Like, <laughs> right. You're like, I'm trying to do my job. Please let me do my job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. so Maybe one day we'll get sweeter deals. But until then, we can celebrate vicariously by looking at pictures of British people and right. other people who are celebrating the Commonwealth Day. Yeah, that's why we're Anglophiles. We we respect so many of their customs, like bank holidays and, and tiaras and royalty. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the, the news up top and then close out the show with uh, a discussion of what Commonwealth Day is exactly. And we'll talk all about the um, second or Megan's first engagement with the queen, her official. Yeah, and a little more uh, royal wedding updates as well, since time is ticking. We're getting closer and closer. Yay. Yay. So speaking of the queen, um, on today, her day, or one of her days, she has like 80 different holidays, it seems. (laughs) Um, But on March 9th, uh, we saw her in a more formal like gown for the first time in a while. And yeah, so it's just worth remarking on, even though, I mean, the event itself uh, was interesting but her fashion again is the big story here um so Mm -hmm. on that day she was giving a uh dinner at windsor castle to mark the diamond jubilee of his highness the aga khan or aga khan aga i think it is i was trying to find pronunciation and i didn't quite get to the point of watching a video but well my apologies if i'm butchering it but the aga khan (laughs) so he's the leader of a denomination of shia islam so the shia is mali again i'm really bad i should have is mali is mali i-s-m-a-i-l-i 
That's why I'm hesitating, but yeah. I again, sorry everyone. Right. Um but <laughs> this this band, he the queen is throwing him a party because she too has had a diamond jubilee and it's a fun um and you know fun day for everyone. Well, so um the Agacon is a hereditary position and it's believed that the Agacon is a direct descendant of Muhammad. So He's uh, also the founder and chairman. The the current uh, Egacon is the founder yeah. and chairman of the Egacon Development Network, one of the largest private development networks in the world, uh, which is uh, an organization that works toward improvement of the environment, health, education, culture, rural development, disaster reduction, and the revitalization of historic cities. What doesn't this foundation do geez i don't know i mean it sounds like you're a run-of-the-mill royal foundation dedicated to like preserving things and but also developing things i don't know but um yeah. going back to the top story of this event was yeah. her dress. <laughs> that i can talk about at length and in detail and excellent it was this beautiful so it's a floor-length dress which again we don't see very often on the queen um, it was a bright pink, like silk dress, long sleeves, and then it had like gold foil floral pattern on it, so it was really shiny. And then she had a like a gold lame purse, like a classy one though, not like a trashy '70s disco one, or like. Mm-hmm. And it was she was so bright and sparkly. I loved it. I know it really caught my eye on Instagram. I was just like, that just is so not what I see her wearing usually. Because, yeah, first of all, I don't see her wearing four-length gowns besides, you know, like state dinners and whatnot. Um, and I was just like, what is what is she wearing this for? So it, was just, it, it just seemed like kind of a, I wouldn't say a random event to wear something so bright because I think it made sense. But I was just like, whoa, this must have been an important event. And I think. <laughs> and I guess if it's your Diamond Jubilee, yeah, for somebody celebrating that, it's a time to bring something special out yeah and i think the thing like i probably just don't even notice when she wears floor length dresses because they're all the same shape they're like columns this one is a little bit of an a-line and so that's why i was like oh this is something completely different from what she usually wears so and she was beautiful great and bright and it was amazing so the, tell me about this next story. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was on Saturday and like, I don't like I, whenever I'm like, oh, okay, I have a, like a moment. I'm like, okay, I should look and see if there's any new news beyond like that, you know, Kate, you know, went, opened up a new center for, as an engagement of something or, or Megan's, you know, out with Harry or anything. And so I typed in, I don't even remember what I typed in, but I kept seeing stories saying Camilla was pregnant and I was like what "What?" and I was like kind of freaking out for a little bit because there were several news sites saying Camilla is pregnant Camilla is pregnant and so I was just like what the oh my god and because I and I'm laughing because if you watch the show the Windsors which is like the parody of the royal family Camilla's character on that show which is also also named Camilla is like trying to get pregnant Mm -hmm. so that she can just have an heir that will overthrow William oh okay So, uh, so it's kind of that's kind of the joke, uh, one of the jokes in the show. So I was like, oh my god, it's coming true. So thankfully, I clicked 
one of the links because it actually she wasn't pregnant. Um, it was that someone accidentally, it was a reporter accidentally put out on Twitter that she was expecting a child um, sometime this spring. They said the Duchess of Cornwall is expecting a oh, child. Oh, okay. So the Duchess yes. of Cambridge? Yes, exactly. And so Whoops. it started getting retweeted everywhere. And people were like, holy crap, holy crap, without thinking, oh, wait, it's actually the Duchess of Cambridge having a child. As we know, Kate is you know having a baby. And not that this person just got their titles wrong and didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> and, okay, no offense to Camilla or anything, like, but... People thought that that was plausible. Is well, it, that's what I thought. She too. Like, I was like, "That's insane." I was like, she's seven. almost. She, yeah, she's yeah, she's probably seventy because she's older there. than Prince Charles. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's sixty-eight or sixty-nine. I mean, yeah. So I was just like, "What?" Science has come a long way, but at the same time, I feel like that would be a not a path she would choose to go down at this stage. No, and in her I life. believe. Yeah, and I honestly believe that part of like her having. To, to marry Charles was probably that they would produce no heirs, that they would have no children together. And again, like, I'm sure when they told her that, she said, cool, like, that was not really I'm going 50. to happen anyway. <laughs> like, I, um, n- you know, no big deal. I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> like, I already have children, and no, I don't really want to have a child at, like, 50 years old. <laughs> no. For sure. So I thought that was kind of funny, because I, like, for a second, I was like, what the what the what? Yeah, no. That again. I opened up the notes and uh, saw your your notes, and it just says Camilla pregnant, and I was like, "What?" I didn't even read it because I was like, "I don't have time for this right now." I right. This, this can't be accurate, right? Oh my god. So Ugh. yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Uh, so that was my. I think that was Saturday night that I was like, "What the?" F-? And then I was like, "Okay, calm down." Hit this. This is not true. This is just someone not fact checking before they or editing. They yeah, the copy editor on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, mm-hmm. hire copy editors, everyone. They're important because even I mean, the best of us sometimes get derailed by like a horrible lapse of judgment where you, you're just not thinking, or you just are thinking something completely different, and then you're like, right. "Oh my god, what was I even doing?" <laughs> You need a second <laughs> pair of eyes to make sure you don't send the nation of Britain into or into a panic. Right. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I guess that that same day, maybe it was uh, all a plot on Camilla's part to usurp the the um attention from her brother in law, Prince Edward, <laughs> uh, also known as the Earl of Wessex, because it was his birthday that day, March tenth. He was born March 10th, 1964, and um, because there's so much news to discuss, we're not going to dedicate, like, a deep dive to his birthday right now, like we did for his siblings on their birthdays, but we will be talking about him and about Sophie in a little bit more detail on a later episode. Yeah, Uh, because he may not have as much going on as Prince Andrew in the controversy tab, but he has some pretty funny controversies. He does. They're not... (laughs) Much shorter. Yeah, they're shorter, but they're you know, less, like, gross of yeah, controversies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's lots of fun family photos posted on their uh, royal family social media accounts in honor of the Earl of Wessex's birthday. So, best, I hope he had a good day. 
Happy birthday, dude. Fellow Pisces. <laughs> um, and then another thing, I'll talk quickly about William's most fun event, um, solo event, which was on March 7th, he went to um, do another like military check-in event. Uh, this time he was going to the RAF uh, Coningsby and seeing a typhoon display, which is not a display of like a weather event in the Pacific. It is instead, I guess a typhoon is a type of airplane, um, specifically like a military plane. And so he uh, went to that uh, Royal Air Force base and met with the trainee typhoon pilots and he saw them um, demonstrate and show like how they fly them and how they maintain them and all that kind of stuff. And he got to sit in the cockpit of one and get his picture taken. And I'm sure he was like, oh, yes, look at the I'd take this baby out for a spin. But then he didn't. Uh, but bummer. yeah, he um, also uh, was there to open the RAF uh, Coningsby's new engagement center for the local community, which is a place where local school children can learn about the physics behind uh, these airplanes. And it's the first of its kind at an RAF base. But I think it's always good to teach kids the physics behind planes because it's um, otherwise can be kind of like a scary concept. Indeed. <laughs> or it can be a very drawn out conversation. Yep. If you're me and you ask your father how planes stay up and then hmm. you're treated to like a really long studied lecture about it well i also got a long lecture but it was a little bit more fun because my dad is a pilot right yeah <laughs> and so there we had like a model airplane and he taught me like the four forces and stuff and then um i got to go like fly in a flight simulator when i was a kid like the real one that like people train in and like, yeah, that's awesome. It was terrifying because it's really realistic, but it, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's fun. But again, I'm always the person who, whenever I know someone who's like a nervous flyer, I'm like, please come talk to me. I will tell you all the things that like pilots have to go through for like safety training, and I will tell you all about like the physics of everything, and we'll get you feeling comfortable about being on a long flight. And because I try to help because my, you know, it was, it's always really helpful to like understand how things work. And also it's cool, especially for like little kids who are like wanting to fly around pretending they're airplanes and crash landing into each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) and making explosion noises. I'm just imagining that's probably what's (laughs) happening there. Indeed. So, yeah. So that was good time for William. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. All right, moving on to Kate. Uh, Kate had two engagements in the past week. Uh, On March 6th, uh, she was in Oxford to visit uh, one of the Family Links charity outposts. And um, Family Links is a national charity that works um, with children, their families, um, and uh, works within schools and workplaces to help people become emotionally healthy. And uh, really what they do is they're more on the education side. So they work with counselors and teachers um, to kind of show 
um, not show, but to ha- give them the best tools and education to obviously provide emotional support to students and their families. And uh, according, this was a fun fact I found on their website. Um, on average, eight out of 10 parents attending groups reported significant improvement in their children's behavior and family life. So, Wow, that's a great return. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> impressive like, I was figure. like, 80% success. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so she visited their Pegasus Primary School, which is where um, I think they do a lot of the training and um, have have a lot of the counselors who work at that school work with the children there. Um, and there was boatloads of children. It was really cute. If you haven't checked out the photos on um, Instagram, you should. Um, some were in crowns. I love when children greet royals wearing like tiaras or crowns because it's just kind of funny. I know. Because <laughs> they're just so tiny and excited. And they're like, I'm meeting a princess and I'm a princess too. I got this crown at Burger King. Right. <laughs> or I made it. Yeah. And um, so after she met all these cute little kids, uh, she did kind of a round table with some of the parents who had done some of the training um, and some of the counselors and then met with students who discussed how they handle stress and bullying. And uh, one of the gifts that the kids made for um, that they provided to Kate was a gift for George, Charlotte and baby number three, which was a gift of poems Aww, that they wrote. That's so cute. Um, we didn't get a chance to see any of the poems, but I'm sure they're all like cute. And I hope they ha- are the ones just that are end rhymes. Yeah. Because that's how, that's how I believe all children's um, poetry should be. It should not be just like, you know, ones that don't rhyme. It should always rhyme. It's very important to me. Um, y- so. Yeah. Or if it doesn't rhyme, it's like a sight. Ry- like it's one of those that looks like yeah. it might, but it like, doesn't. And right. Like, yeah. So. I have I have feelings on that, but uh, yeah. So uh, at the event, she uh, Kate wore uh, rewore her white wool coat um, from Jojo Maman Bebe and um, called their Princess Lion coat. Um, and so yeah, a white wool coat. And um, I noticed on several of the uh, websites that kind of follow Kate and her her fashion and just her life, they called it the Downton coat because she wore last wore this when she visited the set set of Downton Abbey oh, yes. on their final season. Um, so, yeah, so she wore this when she was pregnant with Charlotte and um, paired that with some brown suede heels. And, yeah, I'm glad she pulled this one out. I actually really like this coat. I think it's – I think she looks great in white, and I think it's a nice one to kind of pull out, especially since I'm sure she's kind of running out of coats that fit her, her figure as she's getting towards the end of her pregnancy. Yes. And this is a good one that – when she first wore it, it still had, like, a lot of pleats on it. So this one, I think, is a good one to expand and wear anytime you're, any time of year. <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, yeah, and then very next day on March 7th, Kate was out again. Um, she was uh, back in London to open up new headquarters for Place to Be. And, um, yeah, Kate is patron of Place, Place to Be uh, and we hear about them a lot, but uh, they provide emotional and therapeutic services in primary and secondary schools, and they help kids with uh, just pretty much any problem that kids might have in their life. And uh, this new headquarters, um, which was is in Clerkenwell, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, provides has a state-of-art training facilities and whatnot to help train more counselors, teachers, and school leaders. And while Kate was there, she met with some of the counselors 
And um, these counselors obviously are stationed at schools across the UK and then uh, met staff and pupils from some of the schools that have uh, counselors who have been trained by place to be. And uh, she revealed a plaque with a tiny curtain. So that's always an exciting royal event. Much unveiling. Indeed. And then gave a speech as well, discussing obviously that just her her love for her place to be in their um, their work. And Kate uh, did another rewear for this one, which I was excited to see again, which was her Marlene dress by Seraphine. Um, and she wore this in Norway. It was kind of that cornflower blue dress that's kind of got like the I'd say like a mock neck kind of collar. Yes. And it has kind of lace on top, and then kind of a. Um, flowy like kind of chiffony skirt um on it and i thought it looked really great i've been i feel like towards the end of her pregnancy i'm now i feel like i've gotten used to her wearing maternity clothes and so i'm not as harsh on her <laughs> i'm liking more things i should say so but i really liked this when she wore it in norway and i like it again me as well well let's see i think it's probably my turn to talk Oh, and one thing about Kate, real quick, and which oh, I yeah. realize I don't think we have in here, is that it has been confirmed that she will be uh, attending the St. Patrick's Day <gasps> oh, Parade yeah. with Will. And so she, yes. she will get to hopefully meet our good friend, Dominal, the Irish wolfhound, and yes. hand out the clovers. So we have that to look forward to. So again, we're kind of wondering when Kate's last engagement will be before she kind of retires from public life until after yeah. Baby Cambridge 3 is here. And so we do know, at least for now, that that is something she'll be appearing at. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you for reminding. Again, I was just, I think I saw that when I was, um, I honestly think I saw it, like, when I was leaving your house, like, last Friday, and I was, like, gushing, or when I was going over there, and I said something to my husband, like, yay, Kate and Domino are going to be friends again. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Yeah, so that'll be fun to see. Yeah, I wonder too when what will be her last engagement. I don't know. I feel like if she's if she is rumored to be expecting, like they said, her due date's April twenty third. Yeah, that's I mean, the rumor. Yeah, I hope that this would be one of her last few engagements. She should take some time to rest. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I feel she's definitely done a lot more engagements and whatnot this pregnancy than I feel like she did previously. So kudos but also take a break you deserve it (laughs) yeah well so i will now talk about um megan and harry's trip to birmingham so in uh on march 8th international women's day uh they uh had their first visit up to birmingham together and it was a jam-packed schedule very similar to their um other trips to around the United Kingdom in recent weeks. So it started with a walkabout um, where they were able to kind of meet and say hi to a bunch of people who gathered in the streets to welcome them. And there were two really um, adorable interactions that are worth commenting on. The first is a dog who Harry met. And so there was a video on 
Instagram and a video on Twitter. I can't remember which is which, but I saw the cute one first and then the funny one second, but they're, I think they're reversed in time. So the first one I saw, it shows Harry, uh, there's a woman and she has a like a wiener dog and she's at the front of the barricade and Harry comes up is like, oh, look at this guy. And he scratches the dog under the chin and the dog's like, yes, pet me. This is great. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. Like Harry's petting a dog. So I texted that to you. And then I saw the um, the video that preceded that. And apparently what had happened was this woman, like Harry goes up to this dog and that this woman's holding is like, oh, hey. And then she was like, oh, no. And the dog like growled at Harry because apparently she had picked the dog up off the ground because he doesn't he's kind of nervous around people. And so she had like. Put, that's why she was holding the dog like over the barricade because he was like not happy. But then Harry won him over apparently. So that's that's what happened there. But at first Harry's like, so oh cute. okay, I guess this dog is maybe not excited about meeting me. But then he did. <laughs> he was okay. He was like, all right, you're fine. You can pet me. It's good. Um, but another uh, very cute interaction was that um, Megan met a ten year old girl named Sophia Richards. And, um, well, Harry had met her first and asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up. And she told him that she wanted to be an actress. So Harry called Megan over and told Megan um, what uh, Sophia had said. And then they hugged. And Megan told her she can achieve, uh, she can achieve whatever she wants in all of her dreams. And it was just, like, super sweet. And I love it. And it's why I think Megan's going to be such a great princess. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Anyway. I know. I kind of like, I was like, it's International Women's Day. You can achieve whatever you want. No. (laughs) Yeah. So super cute. It was very, (sighs) very cute. And it was especially cute how Harry was like, oh, well, you clearly, I mean, you probably are interested in meeting me, but I think you're probably more interested in meeting her. Yeah. He was like, (laughs) let's, let's fix this. Yeah. Um. And so he was really, I just love seeing that, um, that he's so excited to like get his lady out to the people and like make connections right. because based on all like the bad, well, all the rumors of like the bad aspects of like Charles and Diana's relationship was like how Charles was kind of jealous of all the attention she was getting after they got married or after they got engaged and married. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like Harry is not that kind of, he's not feeling any of those feelings no he's just super excited that everyone should be able to meet megan and will love her as much as he does that's i think his right demeanor right he has someone to share his his life and kind of the the excitement but also like the burdens of a royal life together like that has to just be really exciting (laughs) i know he's like i know like william probably felt the same way too once kate was on board he was like oh my god thank god you're here so you can come with me to the whistle factory and, <laughs> and Sunderland. And like, so that, I mean, we can just at least like kind of joke about things to like, we can make eye contact and like, you know, we're, or we can be there can, or so we can practice fake enthusiasm mm-hmm. on each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can come up with our own like secret games to play based on like whether we can slip a particular word into conversation casually or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's sure. fun. So mm-hmm. after this walkabout, they um, first went to um, uh, Millennium Point, which is a facility um, 
for people to use uh, when they want to take part in STEM events and research. And so they uh, met with uh, the STEMETs, which is a group dedicated to inspiring and supporting young women in the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics fields. And it was, uh, again, a really just good event, I think, for, for the day and kind of in line with um, the types of events that Harry and Meghan tend to do together. And mm -hmm. then after that, they did another stop at the Michelle's Wellbeing Center in, uh, for a visit with volunteers and staff from the Coach Corps program. And if you'll recall, the Coach Corps, Coach Corps program is um, the program that connects young adults with uh, with coach opportunities to act as coaches for younger um younger people and kind of build their resumes and their community service and um other job skills through that program and so they've done harry's done a couple of coach core events this year or over the last few months i should say um going on to megan's outfit she was wearing a j crew coat which was navy with white lapels um it's their two-tone wool blend top coat and kellerer it was the subject of um some speculation that there was a quote-unquote wardrobe malfunction did you hear about this no i didn't okay so that wardrobe malfunction like those that means something went terribly wrong that's not what happened here so you know okay. when you buy a jacket and it has like a little x of thread sewn in to keep like flap shut for transit oh, so apparently yeah. that coat has that and it like somebody zoomed in a hundred times or whatever and noticed that that had not been removed on that coat so i mean like oh come God. on who amongst us hasn't done that I sometimes leave it in. I'm going to admit it because I like it better. <laughs> right. Because sometimes you, you uh, get a skirt and then you're like, oh, my God, this slit goes up really high. Yeah. I don't like that's not crazy. You know, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. So, again, and I don't even know. It's not a wardrobe malfunction, but some of the some papers and magazines were. Oh, I do. I am looking at it. Well, you know what? She probably had several coats. Mm hmm. And probably was deciding that morning, like, okay, I'm going to wear this one. Honestly. And then yeah. she put it on. I think it makes her more relatable. Because like I said, who yeah. amongst us <laughs> haven't done it? Like, one time I was at work and my I noticed my friend, we were going to like a big like dinner. This is when we were like interns. And so we were wearing our suits because like all the most important people were going to be there. And she, we were walking out like uh, between our work building and like where this event was taking place. And I noticed she had that in there. It was like a black suit jacket with a white thread. So I was like, oh, my God, wait, you I am so sorry. You have to stop. And like we had to, I had to like rip it with my hands because it was like obvious. <laughs> and we, she was like, yeah, thank you so much for finding it. And I mean, like, that's just the thing. We all do it. Yeah, because. Right. Why? I mean, it's just ugh. it's just in this case, the thread looks like it was white. So it just showed up on the navy coat right. versus like sometimes like I just leave it in if it's like the same color. Exactly. But anyway, so there's there's that. But um, I still think the coat was really great. Yeah. Um, I love a good wool coat. And this is one of them. Uh, underneath the coat, she was wearing a funnel neck All Saints sweater. Um, and then she was also wearing Alexander Wang uh, crop trousers. And it 
and I just like how your comment is caribou leather, which is an Altazara, <laughs> uh, the Gianda top handle saddle mini purse is the purse she was carrying. Um, and apparently it's made out of caribou leather. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize that. I know. I was like, is that, I didn't know that was a, a thing. I should probably know that's a thing, but it's, you know, a less, uh, I feel like common leather. So I thought I would note, note it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It isn't the most common. Right. But um, I think ultimately they had a very successful trip to Birmingham. Yeah, for sure. And I hope uh, they had a good time there. Yeah, I think it was a, a really good and obviously really relevant day for Megan to go since she's obviously done a lot of work um, when she's been like a UN ambassador for, you know, women's advancement and whatnot. So what about her? royal to send out for such an event or f- future royal i should say but she's pretty much royalty now pretty much already <laughs> she's out with the queen i mean right at this right. point i mean i mean she's been baptized right so tell everyone so you can be uh the one yeah. who takes us through this yeah so and, and it has to do the, this news kind of came out once people saw that she was wearing an interesting bracelet while in birmingham she was wearing a new kind of um bracelet uh, kind of a diamond bracelet with a cross on it. Um, and apparently this type of bracelet you don't really wear unless you've been recently, you know, baptized or confirmed as an adult. And so people were like, oh, she's wearing this new bracelet. This must mean she she's officially taken the plunge and she's now, you know, officially joined the Anglican Church. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's believed that on Tuesday, March 6th, uh, she was baptized at the Royal Chapel at St. James's Palace. Um and St. James's Palace is just kind of a working royal residence. No one really actually lives there anymore. Um, but it's right next to Clarence House where um, where uh, Charles and Camilla live. So uh, I'm going to just throw out there that it is the location yeah. of, oh, God, am I going to spoil this? Can I say it about the where the royal we? Oh, I think so. It's, I mean, it's the book's been out for a while, but it is the location yeah. of a certain uh, major event in the book, The Royal We that is about the love story between an American and a British prince. So Indeed. maybe that uh, played into the reasoning behind mm-hmm. the the venue. Indeed. I hope Megan's read that book. I hope, I'm i sure did. she has. Somebody has to have sent it to her. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Ugh. It's so good. If you haven't read it, read it, read it, read it. It's literally, it's not only is it good, it's a fast read because it's so good. I honestly have reread it probably over 10 times also like it's it's really just a good fun read that like it's so entertaining and Mm -hmm. i just love the characters even if i want to slap them sometimes anyway right so hopefully that comes to tv soon um hint hint lauren graham who bought the rights for it yeah or they sell them back and give it to people who can get it going now faster yeah exactly i don't want it to be a tv show i want it to be a really good movie but we'll see. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe it was a movie. I can't remember. No, they bought it for a TV was... show. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, okay. I'd be fine with a limited release if it was like, okay, we're going to do 13 episodes. Yeah. And then we're done. But yeah. Um, anyway. Sorry. So back to... Uh, no. <laughs> no. It's okay. Uh, back to Megan's baptism. There's not much left to, to her baptism beyond that. Uh, Prince Harry was obviously there. And uh, Prince Charles and Camilla hobbled over from uh, Clarence house. I shouldn't say they hobbled over. <laughs> they sauntered over. They, they, to my knowledge, they aren't hobbling yet. Um, when I saw them today at the Commonwealth uh, 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 service, it looked like they were walking 
like normal yeah, people. They, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so we had talked about in our last episode that it was rumored that her parents might attend but it appears that they are not there so looks like it was a pretty quick kind of simple um, event she was baptized and confirmed so it sounds like at the wedding she'll be able to take holy communion and um something that i didn't know until I was doing some research today, Kate wasn't actually confirmed either in the Anglican church. So she had to be confirmed a few months before the royal wedding. Oh. So she could take communion. So she was baptized but in the Anglican church, but she hadn't done confirmation. So, um, yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's, so. it's not that unusual, I don't think, for, you know, people to make those kinds of choices when they're getting married to somebody who's in a right. more strict religious tradition. And yeah. who, you know, they have like the requirements, <laughs> what you have to accomplish before you can get married in the church and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm glad she got that out of the way. And yeah. I wonder if they had to go to a mandatory couples retreat or like marriage count, you know, like the, well, I know in Cath- mm-hmm. Catholicism, isn't it like pre-cana? Yeah. But like other places, they'll be like, oh, if you go to pre-marital counseling, you get like a discount on your um, marriage license. And so I know people who like will go to like find the cheapest thing they can or like the free events. And it's always like a weird like day long couples thing. And it's always awkward because everyone's like never no one knows each other. And like there's always a person you've never met before who's like asking you really intrusive questions. I'm wondering. That's kind of what ours was like because we did. We had to do one since we got married in the Catholic Church. And yeah, it was more like the like. There was, like, obviously interesting characters getting married since it's people from, like, all walks of life, all different ages. But, like, the like the counselors that were doing it were, like, a family. And they're like, we actually made you guys lunch. And they, like, baked us all lasagna. And it was really weird because they made lasagna for, like, at least 100 people. Oh, my God. Wait, there were 100 people? There? I'm picturing, like, 20 oh. people tops. That was – that's no, insane. These things are – yeah, it's huge. Like, the one I went to, we did, a we did like, a two-day one. Oh, okay. And so – yeah, and it was insane. There were so many couples there. And yeah, so it was like at a school. Hmm. And then like when they had when we had to do quiet time, it was like me and my then fiance now husband like sitting in a hallway of a school like talking about like finances and our how we're going to get through rough times in life and I'm just like sitting there crying cuz it's like emotional and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, like I'm really excited to be in this school like I'm just in front I'm of all these strangers against some lockers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eating oh. lasagna. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Again, I'm wondering. I'm. I feel like Harry and Meghan should have to go through something like that. That would be fun. I think so. Yeah, but yes, we did get a, a marriage discount, mm-hmm. license discount. But I think the seminar was more money than the discount. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and then um, as Meghan, this is another story about Meghan. As Meghan will be becoming a royal, she kind of has to deal with kind of the more unpleasant. Um, things that happen when you become a royal. One is, one is which she could become kidnapped, a la uh, Princess Anne. <laughs> Yikes. And uh, yeah, so although she's going to obviously have her own protection officers that will kind of attend events to her with her and obviously anywhere she goes out in public uh, starting, you know, once, uh, I think it was last fall when Harry started to put a detail or requested a detail for her. Uh, she also had to do some kind of training to deal with what it's like when you hear gunfire, when what should you do in that event? And so she actually did apparently did some training recently, and a, and everyone except the queen has apparently done this type of training, um, where they work with uh, 
you know, law enforcement to kind of go through, okay, if you hear gunfire or if you get shot or if you get kidnapped, here's what you need to do. And here's the, your best chance of survival, how, what you should do and all this training. So apparently she underwent this very recently in the last week or so and uh, is apparently passed and is prepared for the the worst. So... <laughs> I was. Just, do you that's, think that princess? Terrible. Do you think that princess Anne leads this? <laughs> she probably does. She probably wrote it. She's probably like, you know what? I've been there, and I survived. You know what you need to do if somebody's trying to kidnap you? You say not bloody likely, and then you yeah. slam the door on them. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I could see Anne making like a very inform informational video about it, mm-hmm. just being like, you know what? I've been there, and guess what? I survived, and you can too. She's like using, and then she'll have like some sort of acronym for how to like, what to do when you're like under duress. Well, she probably does the whole scene from um, you know, uh, Miss Congeniality, where she does the self defense moves on stage because she like loses her talent, and so then she just like kicks a guy's ass for her talent, and she like, yeah, there's an acronym and all this stuff, and it's like teaching people how to like beat the crap out of assailants. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's probably that. And it's also yeah. probably like after my incident, I learned I took uh, extra. I became like a third degree black belt. In, <laughs> I can now kill a man with my bare hands. Seriously, I would totally start taking self defense courses. Oh my like, god, yeah. For, like if I was in this type of position, so I'd be like, oh my god, I know I'm gonna have like a bodyguard, but like, what happens if they die? I know. Or what if they like, you know, what what do I what am I supposed to do? And so I'm really glad that you know Megan was given the opportunity to learn some skills. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, important. Okay. But are you ready to move on? Okay. So yes. this yes, next yes, yes. story is a, a story I came across, um, like, I think the day after we recorded last week. And so I've been thinking about this, and I just want you to click on the link. Okay. It's the one so. that says click. Okay. I'm clicking on it. <laughs> so i want i want them but i don't want i know i kind of just want (laughs) to order them for fun but oh my god so what we're looking at this is the (laughs) part where i don't know fast forward if you're listening with a child because this is a little bit inappropriate but it's it's royals related um it is there is a uh you know how like at the royal whenever there's a major royal event um there are tons of like novelty commemorative uh items that are produced so like mugs um tea towels all sorts of stuff uh celebrating royal weddings well one of the souvenirs that has been uh created to celebrate the impending nuptials between prince harry and Meghan markle are some souvenir condoms They are called the crown jewels. (laughs) So this is what the box says. Crown jewels, heritage condoms. And it has a picture of Harry and Meghan. Meghan has a Photoshop tiara on it. There's a British flag and an American flag. And it says, the only condoms in the world to play an exclusive arrangement of God Save the Queen and the Star Spangled Banner. So is that, I don't know what that means, but I think it's like 
if you oh i see at the bottom yeah on the bottom of the it, box that's what it says yeah oh it's gonna op- oh, when opening you open the box oh my god, we have to order this <laughs> oh my god oh we can provide our email sorry Ooh. <laughs> but yeah so um i'm just saying they're called they say that they're quote fit for a prince unquote and also the tagline I present without comment, it's your prince will come. All right, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Good show, everybody. We did, we it. did it. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sick. That's both. Well, you know what? If they make money, that good job. Well, yeah, because people also. like us are like, I have that's the that's hilarious and insane. Yeah. And I kind of want that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see whether or not that. Happens. I mostly just want it because I want to open the box. And yeah, I want to hear that exclusive song. arrangement. Like, I want to know like how good is this sound recording? Is it gonna be like legit? Is it like you know sound or is it really crappy and like gonna be scratchy sounding because it's just like the world's worst? Is it like one of those um, birthday cards you can buy? You know that plays music yeah. when you open it. Is it like the the yeah. good ones that cost like ten dollars or is it one that's like three fifty? That's a little bit uh-huh. on the cheaper side. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll maybe just have to order some to find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. In other exciting news, um, we have more updates on the Lifetime movie. Um, so we have a premiere date, which is very exciting. The, the film, uh, Harry and Meghan, A Royal Romance, which is the official title, will be coming out on May 13th, six days before the uh royal wedding itself so mark your calendars um it's gonna be exciting i hope that they will be playing um the will and kate story you know around that time as well so we can catch up with that but um Mm -hmm. also so then they've on uh released two official like images from the movie one is uh fake harry and fake megan dancing um is uh and then the other one is uh Harry, Megan, Will and Kate. And so we got our first look at the actors who were cast to play Will and Kate. And so I will now tell you about those people. So um the man who's playing William is an Australian actor named Burgess Abernathy. I looked him up on IMDb and I can tell you that the biggest uh, credit that I recognize to his name is he was on one episode of Dance Academy. Sweet. Have you ever watched Dance Academy? I have not. It's an amazing it? cheesy teen drama that's set at okay. a ballet school in Australia. I watched okay. the first. It is off t- two seasons okay. and it's good. And then I stopped because oh. it was about to get really sad. Okay. Yeah. It was. It's often recommended to me, but I haven't watched. You it, would like so it a know. lot. Okay. It's very like okay. dramatic, but all the people there are like really good dancers, and then it's really okay. fun to listen to them talk because they're from Australia, right? <laughs> and it's so it's like effectively the movie center stage, but um, a little bit younger. So there's like less, um, you know, center stage. There was like a lot of adult themes. Yeah. Um, so like here, that's still it's like if you it's a little bit more Degrassi. Okay. But like it's still, it. you know, so like they have some like teachable moments, but it's like still like high schoolers and it's great. Perfect. Um, but I, I guess he was on that one episode. And then the woman who's playing Kate is a, an actress named Laura Mitchell. And she um, is on I the 
most notable thing on her IMDb is that she was in the unauthorized Full House story as Jane. And I don't even know who that is. No, I don't either. So, wait, let's see. Yeah, I don't know who Jane is supposed to be. But, um, yeah. So, she is a lifetime uh, movie veteran, I guess. Yeah. And um, she's okay. I mean, she's an okay doppelganger. She looks a little bit more like... I don't know. She She looks... I guess passably like Kate, the guy who plays William is kind of a read. I think like it's a little bit like, Oh, (laughs) um, and he's really not very accurate. Yeah. I just like look at Megan and Harry's castings and they're pretty good. Like, yeah, the guy, the guy playing Harry actually looks a lot. Now that he's got the ginger hair, in this. Yeah, he cleaned up nice. Yeah, he yeah cleaned up in the sense that he like pretty looks pretty similar, but like it's really funny though too because at this dinner where it shows the shot that shows the four of them, like the tuxes that the guys are wearing, are like really cheap, crappy, horrible tuxes, and then the dresses that the women are wearing, like the one that Kate the fake Kate is wearing, looks like you bought it mm-hmm. at like, um, Wet Seal in like two thousand four. Like, it yeah. just does not look fancy at all. So it's kind of funny. I'm excited. I'm so excited yeah. for this movie. I'm excited to find out why they're all sitting together looking like they're, like, at a wedding of some sort. I know. Or, like, they're out. They're just, like, having a fancy dinner party or something. Maybe they're at Pippa's wedding. Oh, maybe. I be- You know what? I bet that's it. That would be my guess. I bet that is but it. I guess oh, but I'm see. noticing that, like, she's wearing a fake Kate engagement ring. The mm. actress playing Kate. Yeah. All right. I'm so excited. Oh, I know. So, excited. so two months from now, I suppose. Boo. But it'll go fast. It will. All right. All right. Moving on. Yeah. You got to tell us about checking in. Yeah. With, what's our, do we have a <sighs> yes. segment name for this yet? I mean, I just did. What's Fergie doing this week on Instagram? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you've listened to our last couple episodes, we have um, we've decided that Fergie, uh, Sarah, Duchess of York. Um, she's, uh, Sarah Ferguson, 15 on Instagram is an amazing mom Instagrammer. Um, she posts some pretty cheesy stuff and, uh, this week was no exception. So we're going to review at least something she did for international women's day. Um, just because I thought it was kind of funny. So I saw this picture and so she posted on international women's day and it's got like a bunch of women with like, um, pints. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're drinking. And it says, you're only good as good as the drinks you mix, the tables you dance on, and the friends you roll with. And Fergie also apparently has some sort of app where you can put, like, text over pictures. She does this on almost all of her her pictures because she has one because uh, she imposes the words, keep daring, to be different. Happy Women's Day to all. Um, but I also saw this picture on Britney Spears' page for International Women's Day first. So I just wondered if she stole it. Also, you're from, not you're not mentioning Brett. that in the bottom right corner of the picture, it yeah, you should funky. text it says "funky little diva." <laughs> I wonder if that's who created it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I thought that was kind of funny because I was like, I've already seen this on my Instagram, and I was like, oh no, this is from this is from Fergie. Oh, awesome! I love it. Uh, I love it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the I think it was 
the same day, Sarah Ferguson also posted that um, Princess Eugenie has joined Instagram. And so that's an exciting thing. So yeah, so you do want to follow Princess Eugenie. Yeah, she's just at Princess Eugenie. And uh, yeah, she is the first royal to have her own personal account, at least from the younger royals um, so far, since currently only since like Kate, Will, and Harry all go under the Kensington Palace um, handle and whatnot. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what she does uh, with this. And it sounds like at least she mentioned on her first post that she's going to talk about um, the causes and other things that are close to her heart. We'll see if she posts, she's posted some things about Mother's Day too. So we'll see if she is a little bit more personal or if she kind of sticks to like, oh, I I was, I helped, you know, I did a, a an opening for this foundation or this charity or I'm getting married today and, or I'm going princess, I'm going dress shopping today, you know? Yeah. She did post or, one of her engagement snaps as well um, from her formal mm-hmm. shoot, but it's a little bit more candid and it's, it's a cute one because she's clearly laughing and says, think Jack said something funny, which is yeah. also kind of, kind of like that. I think that's probably subtly making fun of her fiance. <laughs> In the yeah. best way, though, in the way that we all do. Yeah. So I like it. I'm following yeah. her now as well. And yeah. So should be really great. Because, yeah, if you look at the people she's, like, following, it's mostly just um, obviously people from the royal family. But then a few of the, um, I think, uh, groups that she is, um, she promotes and does does work for. So, yeah, so I don't know if this is just uh, her taking this on now that she's going to get married or if that she's officially kind of gotten that okay to step up her royal duties and whatnot since she and Beatrice are ki- were kind of in limbo and may still be about their, their future. Um, but we'll see. So welcome to Instagram, Eugenie. Yeah, don't get lost down a ex- Instagram explore um, video suck hole of just like kids making slime which I somehow yeah. get like wrapped up in once a week, it seems, where I just am like, ooh, this is so mesmerizing. I'm just going to watch this. And then it's like 25 minutes have gone by. And I'm like, what? You're like, where did my life go? Well, why do they even send me slime videos in the first place? I don't understand it. <laughs> they secretly knew that you'd watch Exactly, because everyone watches them because they're mesmerizing. I've never watched this before. Okay, what is it? Like so, making slime? So, okay, do you remember Nickelodeon Gak? Did you ever yeah. play with that? Yeah, okay, yeah. so you could, like, this was a fad. It first came back around, like, a couple of years ago, maybe, where, like, the kids can make, like, that effectively. You use, like, Elmer's glue and then, um, I think, like, hair gel, like, just with household things. And it's actually pretty safe to make, like, as long as the kid's okay. old enough not to want to eat it. You, okay. You're pretty good to, like, let this be a craft project that a kid can make. Sweet. And it's fun looking and so people will make it and then they um will add like non they'll add like a uh, paint to it or like other colorings or like glitter and all this stuff and then they just play with it on instagram and it's like crazy and it's like really satisfying to watch i don't know i'm weird maybe i'm weird and revealing this why maybe instagram explore knows me really well that's why it's sending me these things yeah <laughs> Oh, who knows? But anyway, um, don't yeah, they're fun. I'll send you one so you okay. can see what I'm talking Thank you, about. Thank you because I need to know what this Maybe is. Maybe we'll post like, one. I know, to, yeah, we'll I knew kids were like into it, but I didn't know it was like 
you could watch it. Well, it's just fun to watch them like mix the colors. And then like sometimes it makes noises and sometimes the noises are kind of gross and sometimes the noises Mm -hmm. are really like satisfying. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, let's talk about Commonwealth Day. Indeed. (laughs) (sighs) So you've got to tell me a little bit about this. uh, You can you can educate me if you don't mind. Yes. Yeah, so what is Commonwealth Day? Uh, And so this is an event that happens every year in the royal calendar. And um, it's always the second Monday in March. And uh, essentially, it's a kind of a celebration of the Commonwealth, which used to be pretty much the British Empire before the British Empire dissolved. (laughs) Before people were like, nah, we don't want that anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so there's currently 53 member states of the Commonwealth. And now they're more kind of like their own kind of United Nations kind of EU kind of thing, where they do have kind of shared goals, um, shared, you know, they they try to work together for trade and um, obviously to celebrate the, the, the diverse people that make up this, this Commonwealth, which has an extremely large number of people, because I mean, that includes India and whatnot. So you have almost, I think it's over, I'm trying to think, 2 billion people within the Commonwealth um, itself. And so obviously you want to celebrate all these people coming together because they do have some sort of a, you know, a shared history because they were, you know, once part of imperialism. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously are no longer. So it's, yeah, it's kind of a weird, it's, it's, it's exciting to celebrate and, you know, talk about, you know, that they ha- do have these shared histories, but there's also kind of a grim point to it. But anyways, we don't. they don't talk about that grim point. Uh, they celebrate uh, everything at a multi-faith service at Westminster Abbey. And um, also the Queen issues a statement each year, obviously discussing that shared history and culture of the Commonwealth. And uh, every year they have a kind of a theme for Commonwealth Day. And this year was Towards a Common Future. And... Um, yeah, at the service, yeah, members of the royal family attend, which is why we are obviously going to talk about it a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else for you to know about this event, besides that the Queen has been the head of the Commonwealth since its inception. And when it first started, I just remembered this, there was only like seven countries that were part of this Commonwealth and over time um, has grown to 53 states. So yeah. Well, that's cool. That's kind of it. Um, but the service itself, um, I'm trying to think what were the, kind of the highlights. I only, I kind of laughed at this was uh, that Liam Payne from, uh, One Direction sang at the event. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and he's saying John Mayer's waiting on the world to change. And Oh, God. I think that, that song just kind of makes me mad in general. Like, I like John Mayer's, like, early, like, his first album really because it like remind I used to listen to it as like a teenager so like I have really good like nostalgic feelings about it mm-hmm. but otherwise John Mayer just kind of makes me feel icky inside so yep. <laughs> so I just kind of thought it was funny I was just like oh that's an interesting choice yeah really um, I don't know and then yeah um but yeah our our four four our fab four were there uh, I don't know if you want if you want to discuss that. Otherwise, I can keep going. Yeah, no, I can talk. I can take it okay. on. So um, obviously the queen was there. Charles and Camilla were there. And then Will and Kate have attended this uh, event in the past. So is Harry. 
But this year, Megan got the the call up to the big leagues and was um, going to be attending as well. So we all were on the lookout. It's another, um, you know, event where the four of them are coming together. Uh, so soon after their um, their other appearance at the Royal Foundation. And so we were, this time though, it was a little bit more formal. So we knew since it's a church service, we could expect to see Megan wearing some kind of hat and that she would likely be wearing a, a dress or skirt. Um, and that since the queen was there, you know, we get to see more possibly of the interactions between them. So mm-hmm. um, we got a video and photos of their arrival at the uh, Abbey. And then we got some photos from the inside. And it appears that Megan was seated, seated behind Charles and Harry was behind his grandmother. and But Will and Kate were up in the front row with um, next to Charles and Camilla. And so they didn't sit next to each other, but they sat near each other. But we still got to see some interaction between all of them. Mm-hmm. And some very good, again, some very good coordination between Kate's and Megan's stylists, I think. Because their shoes were very matchy. They were, but like not in a not in a like an obnoxious or weird way, but like in a yeah. I guess this is a good like navy blue suede pumps day, mm-hmm. and also we'll just wear navy, you know. Um. So, do you want to? I'm trying to think about. So I can talk about what Megan wore. If you then want yeah, to talk go about for Kate. It. So, um, like yeah. I said, so. Megan was wearing a white or like cream uh, Amanda Wakely sculpting Crombie tailoring coat. I know it's a mouthful. Oh, yeah. These coat descriptions can be a lot sometimes. I mean, I get it, though. Yeah. It's kind of helpful because other what else are you just going to say? Wool coat? Like, yeah, I do like the <laughs> descriptions because it helps you picture it. Um, but yeah. it was, uh, again, a very nice uh, kind of simple, elegant coat. Um, and that was on top of a navy uh, dr- uh, dressed by Amanda Wakely as well, which was the Springsteen Midnight Tailored Midi Dress. She was wearing on her head a cream beret by Stephen Jones and, like I said, navy suede Manolo Blahniks on her feet. And so I liked uh, the overall look. Um, I think it was, you know, again, it kind of was a little bit of a throwback to the outfit she wore to the polo match like in in tone Mm -hmm. like in very like classic um not like preppy but very like clean lines simple elegant and like not uh something that would be objectionable to anyone right like she was really wearing weird yeah again it was like a midi dress it wasn't wasn't a low cut dress it was all this stuff so Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yes. I was so happy to see a beret. I love a good beret. Yeah. And this was a just like a full on just like French beret. Like I I don't know if that technically is the right what word for it, but just like the flat like stereotypical beret. Um, but I liked it a lot. Obviously, she didn't puff it up or anything, but I thought it looked really nice on her. Um. But yeah. So what about good. Kate? Yeah, and so Kate uh, brought out another familiar dress uh, from her maternity line um, for 
this event. She wore her navy blue London um, Kiara coat, and uh, she wore this while pregnant with Charlotte. And uh, she wore it for a service of commemoration to mark the end of combat operations in Afghanistan. And um, if you remember that, and she was not as pregnant when she wore this dress, but um, you can definitely tell that this dress uh, dress coat can expand for any moment in pregnancy because I think it actually looked better on her today than it did previously. Um, but I'll get to a little bit more of that in a moment. And she wore uh, another rewear. She wore her Lock and Company wide brimmed hat. Um, and, and this is also kind of a navy hat. And um, I am totally blanking. I should have written where she last wore this. Um, I can't remember. Either. I It's recognizable. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I can't. I can't even really describe it. I'm yeah. bad at describing hats. It's you, yeah. It's you know really the wide brimmed. You know the like uh, vocabulary better than I do. Yeah, I'm trying to. Gosh, I'm sorry, listeners. You're probably like, why are these people? Why am I? I should say talking. Well, <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, there's only so much we can do. Right. <laughs> So um, I will, when I get back to that, I will, I will provide a, an update on where I remember that from. Uh, but yeah, she was also wearing blue suede heels. But um, And uh, one of the new things she was wearing was a new floral brooch with matching earrings. And she wore these matching ear- the earrings to the foundation day that, um, that Will, Megan, and Harry were also in attendance at. But um, apparently there hasn't been... Um, confirmation if it's part of something that the queen has on loan to Kate or if it's part of the royal collection or if it's something new but I actually really love these earrings they're like they've got like diamonds and they're kind of in a floral pattern but the brooch is kind of like a bouquet of flowers so I love um, them too yeah and so I I feel like they look a little bit more um I don't know older and like they might be an heirloom of some sort but I don't know so to me they have a real like yeah they have like a real 50s costume jewelry style but like costume jewelry not said in like as a pejorative but like costume jewelry as in like it's fabulous and and glamorous and something like a real statement piece but yeah for sure so yeah um but yeah I think it was a great look on Kate I think this coat definitely on her second I like it on her second wear better than I liked it on her first I think it looks actually better with her bigger bump maybe and it's because it hugs great. her body closer now yes, that her bump is probably, bigger <laughs> I'm loving the body con oh my god <laughs> as closest to body con as I'm gonna ever get <laughs> yeah that's for sure unless like she goes full-on like latex dress for oh god say Patrick's Day yeah who knows or if she borrows that Kim Kardashian couch dress <laughs> Do you know sick. what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Sick. I love that dress. It's so amazing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, I love that dress. Like, I want to wear it. I would and not wear just Well, no, I, I couldn't pull it off. That's the thing. I don't have yeah. I don't have enough money to wear a dress like that and have people take me seriously again. Yeah. That's the issue. <laughs> so anyway, I think that wraps yeah. it up. Did you have any other comments on Commonwealth Day? Um. I don't think so. I think just that, yeah, it's, yeah, Megan's first kind of official big event with the Queen and that it's been, yeah, rumored that Harry and Megan will kind of take the, will be kind of the the face of the Commonwealth um, events that happen next month um, at Windsor. It'll be April 16th through the 20th. And uh, it's another event that the UK needs to really 
do well at since they're trying to kind of make sure that they can still get advantageous relationships because of Brexit. So um, it's a, a good chance for them. And I'm sure, uh, yeah, I actually have nothing else to say on it. So that's what I've got. <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. I think we, yeah. I think we've said it all. I think so. Um, but yeah, we are glad you um, stayed with us through the entirety of the episode. If you have any comments or concerns or potential episode ideas, or if you want to yell at us about where Kate last wore that locking company wide-brimmed hat, you can... Don't worry, I'm trying <laughs> to find it before we end. You can get in contact with us. I found it. You found it. Yay. (laughs) Yes, I did. Okay. So Kate wore this hat. (laughs) She wore it last time and she wore it with her hair up last time to the Iraq Afghanistan Memorial event in, I believe it was 2016. (laughs) Good. I'm glad we got that out there. Yeah, so don't worry, everyone. All I right. figured it out. We got it. So, um, but anyway, if you have other comments you'd like to make, uh, we can be reached several ways. We are um, contactable via email at americrowndreams at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram and Facebook at americrowndreams, and we are on Twitter at americrowndream. You can also rate, review us, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And we greatly appreciate when you do. We do. Yeah. And I think uh, next week, I don't think it's for sure, but I think we'll do a wedding topic. Yes. We are very interested in talking about tiaras. Now, yes. So we're looking for, we're hoping that, you know, (laughs) we finally get it, but we don't, there's just so much news lately. We're already at, you know, over an hour. Right. And we don't want to, you know, talk everyone's ears off. So we're going to wait until there's a little bit of a lull. I think we'll get one next week because it doesn't look like Harry and Meghan will have anything. There'll be St. Patrick's Day. So uh, barring any major royal news, we'll probably discuss some some sparkly items in the royal vault. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.